All right, peace and greeting from the sign of the rising sun. This is uh, the Divine Council. And this is your boy, Monquay. This is Stefan. We back at it again with episode 39. Yes, indeed. So, uh, how's everything been for you, Stefan? I think it's been like, what, two weeks? It's been a good minute, man. It's just seemed like time has, has flew by, but we ain't recorded in a minute. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's been over like, it's been like a, probably like a week and a half, um, since the last time we recorded something. But, um, since then I've just been in the same routine as before. Um, I just, I'm still working from home on a daily basis and, um, I find myself working later when, uh, when I'm working home now and, uh, that's just been taking up a lot of my time. And then other than that, just on my off time, I've just been uh, just the same stuff. Just been um, watching a lot of like stuff on YouTube and watching streaming shows. And and uh, that's about it. And playing a little bit of 2K, just splitting my time with all of that and trying to get into the – trying to – really find uh i guess find the word i'm looking for is um some inspiration to rec- like to record like some new mu- uh some new music i've been like ciphering through uh beats online and stuff just trying to figure out what i want to do next like for my next project it's hard to be in well it's kind of hard though in my opinion like to be like in, inspired right now, but um, I mean I am a creative, so I'll figure it out. Um, but other than that, man, yeah, dude, I've just been on the same routine and also getting putting in like some uh some time for for walking. Like I walk around like my neighborhood. And I got like this uh, uh, stationary bike that I have. I got some dumbbells. And uh, other than that, man, yeah, that's that's about it for me. Just the regular stuff. What about you? Man, you know, uh, still working a couple days a week when I can get hours. Uh, but it's just like I'm kind of adjusting to just a different way of life for right now, I guess. Um, but, you know, I've just basically been working. Uh, I had to do like a six out of uh, six out of eight over the weekend, like uh, in, the, in the last week to over the over this past weekend. Um, uh, now I got a, I got a little bit of time off, but I've been really been busy the, the last week or so, week and a half. Um, it's been you know, just working, trying to down, you know, have some type of routine, um, trying to stay alive, you know. Yeah. Like you said too, though about the inspiration, it is a weird time because it's kind of like, man, it's shit. We've been we basically three months into this pandemic slash lockdown, and it's you know, I, I think you'll be uh, lying to everybody else if you said you're just not getting tired of this shit, like, or if the energy's not weird. Because I just feel, man, it's like it's been real tense here the last couple of days, and even me personally, you know, I can usually come up and. uh Think about kind of what's going on, but I, I've you know recently just I don't know it's just been weird, you know weird. I really ain't been doing much uh, the last few days, and my birthday was yesterday. Um, but you know happy, I, I'm really related to that. Yeah, you, you know with me, I'm weird with my birthday. Like I usually don't. I usually my birthday is usually the day. Like I don't really celebrate my birthday every year. One, um, when it comes to like like going out and shit. Like I usually like. I celebrated my birthday, I think, last year. I don't think the year before. A couple years before that, I didn't set, I didn't do anything. I usually look at it as a day I can just soak everything in, you know? Yeah. Just, I could be in the moment. If I'm with friends or family, it don't really matter. But I look at that day as uh, I ain't really going to be on my phone like that. Like, I ain't really going to. I'm just going to be. It's going to be a spontaneous day. Like, whatever happens, happens. And I don't, try to be, like, caught up in technology at least for the, for the whole day. Um, so that's why today, my day, the day after my birthday, I, you know, I just, 
let everybody know I, I thank them for that because yesterday I spent with my family and everything, you know, just chilling. I didn't do nothing. I didn't feel like doing anything. Like, I just didn't do anything. I just, and it was a good birthday. So, True. for me, I just been working and, you know, just trying to see what the next stage into this transition is. Like, you know, just trying to get ready for what, everything that's going on. Well, that that's a good thing that you uh, you said that because we can segue into the first topic. This coming Friday, for our our state that we're in, which is North Carolina, we're going into phase two, and with phase two, that means restaurants and bars will begin to reopen at fifty percent capacity. Uh, currently, I'm looking at the North Carolina. Department of Health and Human Services interim guidance for restaurants. And um, it's pretty much a PDF document. It's just showcasing what they want people to do when uh, re-entering into like these dine-in experiences and stuff. Um, it is recommended. I'll just read some of them off. It is recommended that restaurants allow no more than six people at a table unless they're, they are a family from the same household. You do not need to ask whether groups are a family. Don't use shared tables among multiple parties unless the seats can be arranged to maintain social distancing between parties. Require patrons to wait outside with markings to ensure six feet apart with floor markings and instructions for social distancing. Provide hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol at the entrance when available, provide education to employees on how to properly wear, remove and wash or dispose of face coverings, install physical barriers such as sneeze guards and partitions at cash registers or other food pickup areas where maintaining physical separation of six feet is difficult. So we're getting back into the swing of things for our state this upcoming Friday. Um, Governor Roy Cooper, he just made the decision today to go into phase two. Um, but we, we still, I mean, even with us going into phase two, we're still, we still got hundreds of new cases that happened, uh, recently that I've seen, uh, according to, uh, WGHP, Fox 8, they were talking about the, yeah, Coronavirus cases reached 19,700 in uh, our state. And uh says, yeah, the most right now is in, well, okay, yeah. 901 in Guilford County, 48 deaths, uh, Rowan County. 560, 25 deaths. Chatham County, 541, 24 deaths. Um, about 585 people are currently hospitalized in the state. 691 people have died. And uh, yeah, the cases are going, they, the cases are continuing to go up, but we are trying to transition back into um, where we were beforehand. And I seen videos. Well, I seen a video of people already in like Atlanta, um, already out and about, like in the club. Like it's actually, if you you look at it on the, online, you'll see it. It's a spot we went to in Atlanta when we were down there. It's a hook that hookah lounge. Mm -hmm. it a, yeah, it was a bunch of people out there. Uh, like that shit is down there. Yeah, it's a bunch of people in there just. I guess yesterday, I don't know, yesterday or this past weekend, they were they were in the that hookah lounge just packed out and stuff. And there's already been people worried and health officials talking about there's gonna be another surge because we're because stuff is opening up again. Uh but at the same time, I think that's to be expected. I'm not going to be somebody that's rushing out to go to a restaurant or bar or anything like that. I have been like, I still, I even throughout this whole thing, I've still been like eating out and whatnot. I'll, I'll like order or I'll go pick up something, 
like recently with uh when I was telling you over text, I've just been uh getting my groceries uh delivered to me from Whole Foods and stuff. And um hey, I know that's some first world shit, but um yeah. hey, I've been getting some my groceries delivered from Whole Foods so I don't have to go into the grocery stores and um yeah, man, uh but the I think even with the number of cases going up, it's going to I think it's going to turn into another thing that we look at it like the flu. We don't have the vaccine yet or whatnot. And, you know, there's a lot that's going into that with, you know, who has to get it and should it be mandatory and stuff like that. Um, but I think we are going to look at it moving forward as like another just another flu. That's something we just had to deal with. I know a lot of people are saying it's too early to reopen a lot of things, which I can agree to an extent, but we have to keep the economy moving forward. So, uh, yeah, this is this is the first step in that direction. Let me ask you, uh, is my audio kind of muffled? Because I'm sitting in my car right now and it's like pouring down rain and I can hear you, but it, it, um, I, I don't know. Is, is, is my audio affected? I mean, it's it's a little staticky but it's you can i can still hear you all right all right that's good okay all right well yeah well phase two opening up uh this friday you know i I like how they're going in phases instead of just opening it back up but i'll take it even even further and i'll say i think the coronavirus i think we'll look at it like how we look at the cold honestly like to be honest with you I, i i think with um even without a vaccine i think this is really a monumental time in um in our country because I think this is gonna be used as a way to bring back not necessarily um holistic medicine, but we're gonna I think we're gonna I think this is gonna show that we can fight something like a pandemic without a vaccine. And I think that that's big. Hopefully this is what I'm hoping, you know, yeah, it turns out to be. Um but I feel like it's it can go a couple of different ways. But I'm looking like I, I think we can beat this it will be be around and it will be something like the cold, but we will be able to have access to the to the prophylactic treatment and to the treatment of it um, on a global scale. And I think it's going to show that we can fight something like a pandemic, an airborne pandemic without a vaccine. And this, this is just the beginning of how we're going to shift how we live and how we do medicine and everything. But when it comes to the opening it back up and, you know, the cases and everything, I'm of the uh, mindset that I just don't really even know what to believe anymore. All I know is I work in a hospital and even throughout this whole time, like these coronavirus cases, it hasn't really went how we thought it would go. And it definitely hasn't went how the media says it's going down here. Um, Once again, we're not in New York. So, you know, that could have something to do with it. And New York is so dense. Like, a lot more dense. You know, and, and I know they're getting hit heavy in, like, the Bronx, especially, and they've got nurses uh, coming from other states and stuff going there, and you see them, you see the nurses uh, make these videos and put them on social media talking about how crazy it is and whatnot. But, I mean, again, it's the density. that That's something that we got to look at when uh, looking at the outbreak. And, yeah, for our state, I guess, I mean, we, I don't know how our state ranks amongst the other states, like in terms of cases, uh, I would have to go do some research, but I know we do have a lot of fucking cases, um, especially in my home county of Wayne County. Um, we had a, a huge outbreak in our uh, prison there. So they had to release a lot of the, the prisoners early because of that. But um I, yeah, I'm like you. I don't, I'm like you at this point. I don't know what to believe in terms of the numbers. I mean, you just you get we get new numbers every day, and I don't really know what to make of it. Um, just to know, just I mean, it's just in my opinion, it's just like okay, it's just another thing, you know. It's just another, just more people coming down with it. But it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's inevitable at this point. Like you said. I can see it being looked at as like a common code eventually. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, I even throughout this whole thing, you know, I, I go into stores. I have I put my mask on, but there's been times I, I didn't put it on. Um, 
because I just didn't care at certain times. I just was like, you know, um, I felt like there was, there wasn't, it wasn't too packed. So I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to do it this time. Or if I'm just running in to say a smaller store, like a dollar general, and then I'm going right back out. I didn't feel like there was no use of me putting it on. And then even with wearing those masks, you got to look at what you're breathing in with the mask, you know, um, especially the ones that are supposed to be the best for you, like the surgical mask and whatnot. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's just got to, you just have to use common sense at the end of the day when it comes to this. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to, to make of it, to make of the future, um, how different things will go. But I mean, there's been people just, throughout this whole thing that haven't really gave given a fuck about it and continue to act like nothing happened, no masks, no gloves or nothing like that. You know, um, I was talking to my cousin who's in Seattle, you know, he's like in the, um, the patient zero city or whatever for our, for the U S and he was just talking about some, this whole time he hasn't had a mask this entire time. And he's fine. He's perfectly fine, you know. Um, even though they say, you know, the, the symptoms may not show and whatnot. But uh, he was just telling me, you know, he's just been taking vitamins and stuff, which is what I've been doing and just trying to stay out the way. And, you know, it, it is what it is. It's just something we just have to deal with and learn to live with moving forward. Um, especially the vaccine, though. Like, the, the vaccine is the the biggest thing for me and I I know that there's been debates about that, whether it should be mandatory or not mandatory. And in my opinion, I don't think, I don't think it personally should be mandatory. Um, unless, unless you're working with, a group of people, um, unless you are surrounded by, say, like you're working with, like, if you're working with kids, if you're in healthcare, certain places like that, I think it should be. A, I mean, I, I do think it should be looked at as more of a requirement. But if you're in the everyday out manual labor, you know, working in construction, well, working in like, I wanted to say like construction or something like that, where people already are maintaining distances and stuff. I don't think it should be a requirement. Um, I know there's a lot that can go into that and in this the, of who should have it and who should not have it. But uh, that's just my quick take on that. Uh, there's a bill that's actually in process that was... Uh, I want to say, was it passed or is it trying to be passed right now? I'm sure you know about the bill I'm, I'm about to talk, uh, just bring up, which is the HR 66666 bill. Uh, COVID-19 testing, reaching, and contacting everyone act, the TRACE Act. Um, this bill was introduced on May 1st. The bill authorizes, and this is on uh, congress.gov. You can look up the bill. HR 6666, and I'm reading from the direct paragraph. This bill authorizes the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which is the CDC, to award grants for testing, contact tracing, monitoring, and other activities to address COVID-19. Entities such as federally qualified health centers, nonprofit organizations, and certain hospitals and schools are eligible to receive such grants. In awarding the grants, the CDC shall prioritize applicants that, one, operate in hotspots and medically underserved communities, and two, agree to hire individuals from the communities where grant activities occur. So they're looking into giving out money to people in need in certain uh, hot areas with the the where the, the the virus is a huge hazard 
but there if you look if you look more into this bill from what i've seen there's more to it and i think it goes in it goes into um them actually being at the government being able to go into your home and testing you there right at the like testing you there that's the contact tracing yeah yeah that's the contact tracing and this is something that's being pushed right now in congress uh like i said it was introduced on may 1st of, of the this year so i think that's something people should be aware of when you look at this uh the people talk about vaccines and stuff in my opinion, I don't agree with it because that I think that's a viol that no, I don't think that is a violation of our for one, I want to say our first amendment. Uh yeah. Let me make sure I'm saying the right thing, because I mean I didn't do any research beforehand on this stuff. For you. Yeah, our first amendment. That's um, and yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that into the topic. I didn't know if you had anything to say about that or not. Yeah, I definitely had something to say about the um, HRS six 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 bill. Um, one, I'd want to say this is connect. This is connected to the stimulus also as well because the um. In the, in the stimulus bill, which I thought it was, it was very weird that they came up with an eighteen hundred page document that quick. Um, but anyway, in the bill, it also speaks on our on our on contact tracing, I believe, and I think that that is going to be a big problem. Like I don't, I don't think that I, I I don't think that that can I don't know, man. I don't think that that can pass just because of that. Because one, and, and if it does pass, and we don't, and we don't arm up, if something like if if, if that stimulus passed, and and they have a contact tracing aspect of any any legislation, and we don't arm up as, as citizens, man, it's a problem, man. Because at the bottom, the end, at the end of the day, as somebody that works in healthcare, actually worked for the organization that actually started the testing in the United States, um. Heavy into, uh, yeah, so I can tell you uh, this shit is not like what is like what it was really going on. In fact, it really shouldn't even be like, I don't even know what the fuck we even talking about this shit, bro, to be real with you. Like, I don't know why we still talking about this shit. I mean, for real, like, I don't even know why we still talking about this shit. And I think soon, it might be this week, it's going to be soon, we're going to understand that this shit is a lot deeper than the pandemic. Like, it's just really irritating because the fact that they want to do a contact tracing bill and they want to actually take advantage of the unemployment rate and pay people really good money to basically contact trace and, you know, test people for test people who could possibly have been exposed and any of their contacts to test them. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Like it, that shit is absurd to me because this shit is not even affecting like 2% of the global population. Like, it's really, really ridiculous that if if we would allow something like this to pass, not that we would allow, because if they wanted to pass it, they would pass it. But if we didn't actually do something about this, it's, I think that this this proves that now is the time to really be more literate with what's going on. Yeah, not only would it violate the First Amendment, it would specifically violate the Tenth Amendment, um, where you look at the president. He 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 continues to say, you know, it's in the hands of the states, you know, how they want to operate and stuff. So it's everybody's looking at each state like it's like a, it's an experiment right now to see how things go. You know, like everybody's going at their own pace of uh, when to reopen certain businesses and whatnot. But the Tenth Amendment is what this is really violating, which is the rights reserved to states or people. Passed by Congress September 25th, 1789, ratified December 15th, 1791. Um, the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So this would be a, a direct, a direct violation 
of the amendment, the Tenth Amendment. Um, I don't think people are going to go for this, but they're already trying to push this into a certain city in California. I seen, I was looking at a video, California. See if I can find the city that this was. They were trying to. That's where this this started. I had to look. I had to look back. Yeah, I had to look. I had to look more into it. I don't see the city right now, but yeah, they were trying to test this out in a certain city. That shit is crazy. Oh, and also, you know, they got they had to put a black face at the uh, in front of it. You know, Uh, Bobby Rush, Bobby Rush out of uh, Illinois. He's the one that introduced this bill. The the, uh, Democratic. Uh, representative Bobby Rush of uh, Illinois, and uh, also another black, wo- a black person, a black woman, Karen Bass of California, chairwoman of the Congressional Black Caucus, urged. Oh no, that's that's a picture. It's a ca- it's caption talking about something else. But yeah, Bobby Rush, Bobby Rush was the one that uh, introduced this into Congress. So we'll see how it goes. But I feel like. There's going to be so many people wanting to fight back on this. There's already a lot of people talking about it now. I don't see how this gets passed. Um, Next thing I wanted to talk about was the second round of the stimulus checks. Um, As you may know or may not know, this past Friday, this uh, this past Friday, the House, they passed the, the bill. Which would be, let me see, the Heroes Act of 2020, and it would be for three tri- three trillion dollars. And what it would, if it if it ends up getting passed completely, which is going to be a fight uh, in the Senate to get this passed. And I've looked up when this when we might hear something about this, and it's going to be at the Memorial Day weekend, which is. Uh, this weekend, they'll finally come back and talk about it. Uh, if this passes, we're going to all, if you make under, you know, 100000 or whatnot, you, it's another round of $1,200, um, 500 to dependents. And, uh, yeah, the House passed it. And now we await the Senate's decision if they want to move forward with this, but they're already combating it. Pretty much saying that, you know, it's, it's too much. It's already, we've already put so much into the first bill that passed and people complaining about how they haven't received the, their, this, uh, their check and whatnot. And, uh, the people, there were a lot of Republicans talking about, it's too much money being spent and the economy is reopening now and stuff. So I don't know, but I think ultimately I was, I was thinking about it earlier. I think ultimately they are going to decide to do it again. Uh, I think the Senate will do it, but it's going to take some bending on the house's side. I feel like there probably something in the, uh, the, the bill that the, the Republicans want that they're going to have to bend on for them to get this uh, next stimulus check sent out to us. So as right far now, as far, okay, sorry, uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, the last thing I was going to say, and as far as the $2,000 a month, that one's dead right now. The main focus is just trying to get another one time or technically a two time $1,200 checkout. That's the main focus. That $2,000 a month, that's dead right now. So I know, um, you know, it was an 1800 page document that was sent to the house that was voted on relatively quickly about the house. So I think what the next stage has got to go on is just, it's got to be an edit. They got to, they got to edit that bill. Cause they, we all know that they already had, we all know at this point that how the fuck did they have 1800 pages already ready? Like we already know, like they had, they had a laundry list of something ready in a in 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 the times of a of a crisis, yeah. Now you can take you can go down deep on the rabbit hole if you want, but you know I've already done it. Let's just leave it right there for right now. So and it and it passed through the house. 
So I think, you know, what's going on now is they're just basically editing it because they're going to give us the, we're going to get another stimulus. Like, it's just, this is how it got to go. It's got to, we got to bankrupt the Fed to get to the next, because that's the only way our economy will survive in the long run is if we switch over our whole uh, financial system. We got to. So a part of it is bankrupting the Fed and a part of bankrupting the Fed is getting rid of all the money, like getting rid of all that shit. So we're going to have little shit like stimulus. We might have a third stimulus. Like, we, I mean, we're, we're going to have, like, they're going to be giving the money away until the Federal Reserve is no more. And I think that may take within the next year. So the next year is going to be kind of weird. Well, not very weird. It's going to get very weird after that. But I think we're going to get a couple more stimuluses and different weird shit that we're not used to because it's they're, they're trying to get rid of this worthless cash that we already that we got right now. Um, but when it comes to the stimulus bill, when it comes to uh, what was passed, uh, what was passed through the house, I don't think that that can pass the way it is now. But it's but the money has to go to the people, and I think both sides realize that. Um, the money has to get to the people. Um, so it's going to pass, but it's going to be edited. It's going to be a proposal that's got to be. It's either going to be it or. Like I said, if they pass it and when they pass it with the con contact tracing and we already got protesting going on, that's actually going to pick up a lot heavier within the next few weeks. If this passes the way it is with the contract tracing still in it. And if it's like how we how we think it's going to be, because it could pass and it couldn't be it could be it, it could, you know, not be how we think it how we think it it sounds. So, um, yeah, we just have to see. I think it's I think. I think, you know, the, Demo the I'm going to bring politics into this because I have to, but I think we already know the Democrats, shady as hell, eight, who the fuck needs 1,800-page document to give money to the people? And I mean, I can tell you right now off the top of my head what I know will be taken out of the bill. The uh, one of the, Most of the proposals, they got money going to everybody, including illegal immigrants. Like, you don't have to have a social security number, and. Like, even the citizens, we, we don't want that. Like, we don't want that right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. fuck your feelings and how you feel about it. But, like, the reality is we we need help. We need help right now as citizens. So we can't, we need as much help as we need, as we can. And we can't be giving money to illegal, illegal um, immigrants right now. I don't really care how you feel about that. The unemployment rate is damn near as high as the Great Depression. And they're even lying about the numbers. This high, this is the shit that's going on right now is already worse than what we can imagine. And it's going to get worse and it will get worse if we don't do anything about it. And we got to get real, real, real tight with our policies. We got to get real literate with, 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 uh, with legal shit as citizens. Like we got to get ready because, you know, it's, this is a pivotal, pivotal moment. And, um, I think they got to really edit this proposal, but I, I think one thing is for sure, the money is going to go to the people. Because I do think they, I think it's a group of people that want money to the people for many different reasons. But we got to look at how, how are we going to get that money? If it's got the contact tracing in it, you know, that may be a problem. You know, if, if illegal immigrants are able to get the same amount of money as, as uh, you know, citizens, that's a fucking problem right now. That's a problem right now. It really is. You know, I don't see how you couldn't say that's a problem right now because, you know, the citizens need, we need money. We need money. It's nowhere for us to go. This is our country, you know? We can't go to, yeah. it's nowhere for, this is our country, so we need our country. Like, and in another time, we can address this issue, but for right now, we got to get real strict again with our domestic policies and stuff. And we got to really get to understanding and bond together as citizens. Um, but the money, I think it's going to definitely go to the people. Definitely going to get to the people. But what kind of has me, what I'm trying to look out for is what at what cost? At what cost? Yeah. Um, we'll continue to uh, monitor that situation. Hey, before we continue, I do want to add one, one, one last thing. I forgot to add it at the beginning, but I did check the um the US Treasury website yesterday and they put up an alert that I think they're gonna send out four million debit cards. Uh, I seen that. Yeah, they're gonna send out four million debit cards. You see, we already said this. We, I, we already the bond counts already know we already know what's gonna happen. 
We knew they was going to send out the first stimulus with the old system. And then they were going to and then by the time it was going to be so many people not get the money, it's going to get pissed off. More people going to lose their job in between. Then they're going to sign a second stimulus and they're going to start transitioning into the new crypto, whatever digital system. And then we're going to get a third stimulus. When we get that third stimulus, we're going to get, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be, so they got to, they got to make a point by, but, but, but through making a point, it's got to be a lot of pain, man, which is a bullshit, but this thing of money going to go to the people, but we got to figure out how it's going to go, going to go to the people. But what I was going to say is they put on an alert where they're going to send out four, I think it was 4 million debit cards by throughout the week for those who hadn't received that first stimulus check. So, you know, if you haven't received a stimulus check, I guess be on the lookout for a debit card this week. Um, and then I yeah, think, uh, go ahead. I'm done. Nah, yeah, nah. Uh, I was just reading off the Yahoo News article about this. Yeah, you're right. Around four million, we'll get the prepaid debit card. The cards will be mailed by the Treasury's bank agent, MetaBank, along with instructions on how to activate and use the card. The recipients can make purchases, withdraw cash from ATMs, or transfer money to their bank account without additional fees. Overall, the government has distributed more than 140 million stimulus payments for over $240 billion to provide relief to millions of Americans. Uh, the typical family of four received $3,400. And yeah, yeah, they're um, implementing that this week. So yeah, like you said, be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, like I was saying before, you know, we'll continue to monitor this. Uh, we should have a, a decision about this by uh, next week, actually, around this time. We should be hearing some news on whether they passed it or not. Which we we both think that more than likely, yeah, they're going to pass it. Like I mean, there's at this point, there's no, there ain't really no choice but to pass. It. Um, and, and I think we're going to get two thousand. I think we're going to get if not two thousand, we're going to get something monthly, like no student loan payments. Like I I think they got it. They have to. They have to. They have to because we are the economy. Not not Bill Gates, not the billionaires, because them motherfuckers hold on the money. Yeah, they create a lot for our economy, like jobs. But you got to think on the everyday, on a day to day basis, the mass majority of the of the of the economy is is ran off the average Joe. So you got to understand that we are all we've already been in a depression since two thousand and nine. But what we see now is something that we never seen before. This is worse than it was in the depression back in the thirties. So and it's they didn't get a stimulus because it didn't get that bad. And if you understand anything about economies of, of any civilization, this is we have reached a point that's so bad, that is so bad in our economic uh, in our economic structure that they have they have to uh, basically bail out what holds it up, which is the people. So that's why I say, I mean, they're gonna keep giving us money, baby. Welcome to the golden age. They have to. This is their fucking up. They can't bail. They can no longer bail themselves out. How they used to, they have to bail us out because we are the ones that really matter. So just just buckle up and keep yourself informed. This is the golden age. This is the this is the this is the dark night of the soul before the golden age. So you're gonna we're gonna see some crazy shit, and this is the start of it. And the first shit is, we're gonna the first thing that's gonna change is the way we think of society. So we're, I think we're gonna have some type of universal basic income because at this point. The economy is done. I'm saving my money. I, I'm not, bro. Like, it, if you you are, everybody's scared right now. I don't care who you are. Everybody's scared right now. We're not worried about even when this bitch open back up. We're not worried about spending our money. We want to save our shit because we don't know when the next coronavirus will happen. We don't know when the next pandemic will happen, and they know it's damn near over. So they're gonna have to do some. They're gonna have to stimulate. They're gonna have to stimulate us to go back out and and to push put back into the economy, and it's gonna take a lot to stimulate us. It's gonna take a lot. It's gonna take a lot. So I I personally think you know the bill that's in the house, that's in the Senate right now, the Senate may deny it this week or you know may deny it over the weekend, but they're also working on a whole other proposal if they deny it. 
that's going to be a different, that's got to get passed. But it don't matter. The money is going to go to the people. The money is going to go to the people. But I'm just going to think about at what cost. That's all, that's all I'm thinking about. I know I'm going to get the money. But at what cost? That's what we need to look out for. If they pass the contact tracer, fuck that. We need to just band together. We already need to be banding together right now anyway. So, yeah, you know, that's this, this is a pivotal time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's more, we should be more connected than ever now, you know, especially with uh, how we we look at interacting with each uh well interacting with each other more and more through screens and through online and stuff i mean you should have nothing but time now to to communicate with people and you know talk about what's important and you know to just to come together and whatnot um this is the perfect opportunity and it's not to be wasted at all um i wanted to switch I wanted to switch uh, topics, uh, the, the lanes that we're in right now. Uh, there's something on like the tech side that I just seen. I was looking at the news feed from Google. And apparently, Apple's about to do something major um, this time. You know, every year Apple releases a new phone. That's a given. And they they come out with the Apple Watches, which are becoming more popular every year. Which I still don't really see the point of having a a, a smart watch if you got the smartphone on you all the time. But that's neither here nor there. But there's a rumor going out that Apple this year will release AR glasses. Now. AR stands for augmented reality. Now, if you know what that is, then you would know that this is really the future that we're about to witness that they are going to drop this this year. AR, augmented reality, is pretty much being able to see, being able to see like a a, a video at like in front of you, but you it, it's. It's not in the screen. It's literally in your real world, having something that was digital come into the real world. And with these glasses, that is what you will be able to see constantly. Apparently, it's going to, with the most clever name ever, that it's going to be called Apple Glass. Um, and this is coming from Road to vr.com they're reporting on this and they they say the price point is at 499 dollars um the report maintains that apple is set to deliver a stereoscopic ar headset in a glasses form factor which is said to rely on an iphone for all data processing um processor allegedly saw a video of an Apple Glass prototype from a few months ago, which he describes as a set of plastic frames that recharge via a wireless charging stand. As for Apple Glass's supposed capabilities, Prosser reports that the device has an integrated LiDAR sensor in the right temple, which is used for gesture recognition and scanning proprietary QR codes. So this is uh we're, we're we're walking right into the future with this. Um if you have seen Ready Player 1, this is something probably 50 years off from Ready Player 1, but in Ready Player 1 they use AR technology. What? They put on glasses and go into video game worlds in real life. Uh well, it's it feels like real life there. They put the glasses on and they're in a dream, the video game world, pretty much. So I guess it's technically VR, but I mean, I guess you can look at it as AR as as well. It can get confusing at times, but with the distinction between the two. But uh, that's what I mean. We're we're a ways off from that, but this is one step into the future. Um, I mean, I was looking at Elon Musk's uh, latest Joe Rogan podcast, 
And he was talking about, you know, they're working on chips right now to put into people's heads to uh, make them smarter and to to be able to process, you know, just to be able to process information at a light speed. And so, and he was talking about being able to one day communicate without talking. So telekinet, you know, through telekinesis, being able to communicate that that's going to be a real possibility. Hold on, hold on. He said, "With and when he said within like the next ten to fifteen years, I want to I want to butt so, in before we get to because we getting we we getting deep 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 deep. I want to butt in about back to what you were talking about with the Apple glasses. Yeah, Apple glasses. Because what yeah. was interesting is literally right before we talked about this, and you talked about Ready Player One. Man, it's my mind fucked right yeah. now because right what took me so long is I was I had talked to LJ, our friend, our, our brother friend LJ, for an hour, bro, and we were talking about augmented reality uh, as one yeah. of our uh, one of our conversations. But he was talking about um, he talked about Ready Player One. I've never seen it, so this is the second time I've heard this. Within the last two hours, two and a half hours. So I probably got to check that shit out tonight is what I think they're saying. Um, but he also was talking about how a co-worker of his, this is not my idea. I was I actually wrote it down. I got it in my pocket. I wrote it on a sticky note. I'm going to pull it out right quick. Um, a co-worker of his told him about this thing called... Decentraland? Uh, Decentraland, like decentralized and land put together. And he was saying where his co-worker was uh, basically on this thing called Decentraland. And they have apps right now where you can invest in real estate that's a part of like augmented reality ecosystem. Oh, wow. Get ready. Buckle up. Buckle the fuck up. Cause we here, like this, this we really here, like man, this shit was made, bro. We we came out the womb, coding with MySpace, my G. Like we we were we were, we were prepared for what's about to happen, cause it's about to get crazy, dog. Like it really is. So, Decentraland, he was talking about bond. Even it's already apps where you can buy real estate and like augmented reality ecosystems. And I thought that was very interesting that you brought up the um Apple Glass, um. That was talking about the augmented reality. I wanted to add that before we got way before we got deep because I, you know, I thought that was the that was to be the best time to add that in there. Um, but I definitely, um, Elon Musk is important. He's very important. I want to add after you finish after you continue with Elon Musk. I want to add to another project that he's working on as well. Well, Elon. He went on to uh, the Joe Rogan podcast again. You can look at that on YouTube. They had a two-hour conversation, and pretty much it's just Elon just just pretty much giving out his ideas and what he thinks is going to happen in the future. Like That's pretty much the whole podcast, what he's talking about, what he thinks is going to happen and how he looks at the world and what he's working on project-wise. And it's like when you look at him talk, it's like he talks like he's a robot. Like he he sounds like he's trying to process every time he says something. It's like he has to stop and then say it. Like it's like it, it doesn't sound to me. It sounds robotic. Like, um, but what he says is, I mean, it's interesting. Like because he's talking about the chips, and he was talking about the chips the last time he was on the the podcast um, where he made headlines about the chips making people smarter and that his his company is currently working on that right now. Um, they're still trying to... They're still working on sending people to Mars. Um, there was something else. There was another project. Might be what you're talking about, but he's working on something else as well. Uh, but yeah, he, he's just talking about how advanced he thinks the world will be within like the next decade in terms of this, these chips and stuff and that people will put into their brains and, or, and make them a lot smarter. Um, and he was talking about how, you know, if people weren't satisfied with it, they can get it removed and stuff. But 
Yeah, it's just fascinating to me just to see, you know, just to see those type of discussions because, I mean, that's what I think. I mean, I, I like those type of discussions. And this could be groundbreaking, like revolutionary if they actually do drop this this year. The AR glasses, like, you know, Apple's been bullshitting for like the past half decade with releases, but this could be groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, this could be a, this could be as big as since they, they came out with the um keyboardless phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Apple AR glasses. You can look online. There's already videos, people talking about it and stuff. Um originally, and I'm reading from the article. Apple Glass was supposed to be a classic one more thing at either the company's quarter four 2020 or quarter one 2021 event this year. However, the recent pandemic may push its debut back to October 2021. So the company can have its patented large format on stage deluge of product announcements. Public availability is said to arrive starting in quarter one 2022. So, yeah, actually... It's not as soon as we, I was saying before, but it's it's on the horizon. That's gonna be in no time. However, Pro, yeah. However, Prosser maintains, and Prosser is a John Prosser of Front Page Tech. Uh, um, I guess he's just a reporter. Prosser maintains it might also ship as early as quarter four, twenty twenty one. Both notable offsets from its supposed debut date. So yeah, that that's on the horizon. AR glasses. Uh the future is now. You know, and uh speaking of the future, jump into another topic. Uh future dropped another album called High Up. Hold Life, up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Which I thought was Before we jump, that that project was fire. But I don't want to talk about that Starlink. You can't talk about Musk and not talk about Starlink. Okay. Did you talk about Starlink? This internet? Starlink, Starlink. Yeah, Star- okay, Starlink. SpaceX is developing a low-latency broadband internet system to meet the needs of consumers across the globe, and it's called Starlink. It's supposed to okay. already... Yeah, Satellite. go ahead, continue, because that, it's, it's, that shit is, is monumental. I, I'm ready... I'm reading it from the website. SpaceX is leveraging its experience in building rockets and spacecraft to deploy the world's most advanced broadband internet system, Starlink. High-speed internet access across the globe. Um, Yeah, high-speed internet access is targeting service in the northern U.S. and Canada in 2020, rapidly expanding to near-global coverage of the populated world by 2021 yeah this is a, this is really interesting because i haven't heard anything about i, I want to find the article it was talking uh, about already right now in trials it's already i think 40 40 something percent faster than the fastest internet that we have now which i think is google google fiber it's already like near 50 percent faster yeah. right now right now damn that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh really interesting. It was postponed the uh the satellite fleet launch of Starlink was postponed due to the tropical storm Arthur that was off the coast of uh North Carolina this past weekend. So, but uh yeah, they got this they got this ready to rock and roll. And um no. Again, the future, the future, like you said, well, like I said, the future, this is something ma- major because I, I ain't heard about it. And they're already talking about global coverage. So, so we're, I, I don't, all I want to say, all I want to say, man, this shit got me, man. All I want to say is what happened to the cords? <laughs> where the oh, fucking shit. cords? You don't even need no, you probably need the power cord, G. What the fuck? Man, this shit is about to be wild. I don't I don't think I don't, I question if I'm ready for this shit cuz man, this is going to be bigger than our robot, I think. Bigger. Yeah. I Yeah, this um 
This is yeah. This is something that I, I need to do some more research on. Cause uh, yeah, this looks like it's gonna be massive. I mean, I wonder how much. It'll, I mean, I wonder how much it will cost to have I, this. I think I think it, it is a little expensive right now. But I think the whole point behind the global aspect of it is this is going to be high speed internet, fast internet for free. And I'm gonna tell you why internet is gonna have to be free eventually, very soon, because everything is gonna have to, every going, everything's gonna run on an internet connection, on a fast internet connection. And the one thing that's gonna run on the on a type of internet connection is the money. So they're gonna have to have like a damn, they're gonna have to have like a supersonic fast speed type, fast speed level of internet available to everybody across the planet. Because the money, the financial system is going to have to use that level of, of uh, computing power to speed. So I think internet may be damn near, if not free, but maybe damn near free soon. And I think this, I think significance behind Starlink is that. Because, I mean, like, I did a little bit of research. It's been about, it's been a couple weeks. So, you know, I, I got to go back and do more research. But basically what I can remember is that it's extremely fast. It's expensive right now. You got to be. I mean, it has to be. But if it continues to reset and it becomes a public utility, it becomes a utility or something like that. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll eventually a go lot. down. A lot. I go down a lot. You know You know what I mean? So, I, and, you, you know, we're going to have to have internet. I think it, it's going to, we're at the point now where we have to have it. Everybody has to have internet. You have to, damn near. And, and then if we switch our, our financial system, then, uh, you know, everybody has to have, have, if we have a digital system, everybody has to have some type of connection somewhere, I think, somehow. And I think that's the significance behind that his Starlink program. That's why I wanted to, I feel like we had to bring that up because I think that the Starlink program is very significant. And I don't really know many people that's heard of it. I forgot how I even found about it. I forgot. I thought that shit was on for. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is news to me. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's fast internet sure. and no connection. Like, you how, where you ain't gonna have to connect no Ethernet cord unless you want to, I guess. Yeah, that yeah, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, where we're at with uh, technology right now, but yeah, we're in like the golden. We're in the golden age of technology for sure. Um, we're just in a golden age in general, but. But yeah, but yeah, that's important. Definitely, I'll keep my eye out on that. Um, apparently, they're saying because I, I I just clicked on the how much will Starlink internet cost, but I don't think that's accurate. This these articles and stuff, but uh, that's crazy though. Like apparently, according to SatelliteInternet.com. Starlight is designed to offer blazing fast speeds up to one giga, gigabit per second. That's we've never nuts. seen that. Like, we've never seen like, that. We've probably never yeah. seen 200 megabits like they claim. I know I haven't seen that. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's fucking crazy. But yeah, we'll uh, keep that keep that on a the gigabit. Sure. That's insane, dude. Yeah, but yeah, Starlink. Um, but yeah, I guess going back to what I was saying before, I was just going to segue into like another topic of you know we're talking about the future <laughs> and um, future himself, future rapper. He dropped an album called High Off Life, and uh, it's twenty one songs, and uh. I went, you know, I, I say I go and go out on walks and stuff. I went this past Saturday. I went out for a walk and I listened to the entire album. And I will say that I think that I, I, I thought it was a solid album all out, like throughout and whatnot. Um, I still think Future is somebody that we'll look at and he, he's going to be looked at as one of the most important figures in rap, like history. Like when we go back on like the history of rap, like I think he is one of the most important artists because of what he's done for the how he's helped to evolve the sound of hip hop with the pinnacle 
release of Dirty Sprite 2, I think that that is the the magnum op the magnum opus of uh the magna opus of trap like trap music i think is dirty sprite too like it's like i don't know if you just go back and listen to that album especially for wow us during that time period where we were at Amazing. it's like you i mean it's like you know the the production on it metro Boomin, 808 mafia you know a lot of those guys it's like the way that the the beats hit you know just his Everything he talked about, you know, his subject matter was the same and whatnot, but it's just it hit harder than before. And he that was just his pinnacle. But this album here, I think, is uh I think this is a solid album and I think it, it's more of the return to form for him, uh, with more of the hard hitting stuff. You know, it's less I wanna say it's less about it's less of his singing type of R&B pop sound and it's more his trap sound. I've seen somebody say it's pretty much like a sequel to his uh, Future album that he dropped like three years ago. And then we got Hendrix that next week which was like the more R&B pop-ish sound. Um, which I can, I, I say I would agree. You know, my favorite song off of it right now is Posted With, Posted With Demons. That's like my favorite song off the, the album right now. Um, and uh, yeah, Future is still as powerful as ever in music, and he's staying relevant with not just music, but with memes. People are memeing him all the time and stuff, and you know he he's playing into that himself, and it just keeps his name popping. And I don't he and then he's projected to sell the most he's sold in his entire career first week wise. So that just tells me, and he's he's like thirty six years old. And he's this is like his eighth album, studio album. That just tells me that this dude, like a like Drake, I don't ever really see his future falling off. Like, I don't see him ever falling off. Like, he's just like, I don't know, man. It's just like he's been relevant since 2011, really. And it's just 2020 now, so he's almost pretty much been in the game for over 10 years at this point. And he it look he's looked like he's uh he's not slowing down no time soon. And you know, there's a lot of new guys coming up, younger generation like Uzi, Travis Youngboy, um, Little Baby, people like that. But you still got these heavy hitters in um in future. Drake, which he dropped pretty much a project. We didn't talk about that because I think that dropped when we hadn't recorded. Pretty much a mixtape of just leaks. You know, half those songs I heard before he put that out. Um, and that still was a solid project, in my opinion. You know, it's not one of his best, but I thought it was still solid. And he's still doing numbers. He's still doing a bunch of numbers. So it's like, we're in an interesting time with music. Because beforehand, the passing of the torch was more evident. With like the generation before the the 2000s, you look at like Ti, Lil Wayne, Kanye, but Kanye is such a he's such a like he can jump in, he jumps from generation to the next generation. He stays relevant throughout. He's been relevant really for I want to say like three generations now, three, four, like twenty over twenty years because he was making beats in 2000s, early 2000s. He was on Blueprint, the Blueprint album of Jay-Z and stuff before he was even known as a rapper. And you see how we see how that went. But people like T.I. Lil Wayne, they fell off, so to speak, in terms of mainstream success. And the torch was passed to the younger generation of the Drakes, Kendricks, J. Coles, and so on. And now we got the next generation with Uzi, uh, Little Baby, Young Boy, people like that. But these OGs, the OGs now that we look at, Future Drake, they not, I mean, they still making fire hard music. It don't seem like they gonna stop no time soon. So we're in an interesting time right now for music. Um, and I, I, I saw you say earlier, you said you thought it was a fire album, but yeah, I just want to get your take on what I just said about No, first I'd like to say everything I think is about to elevate into a good way. And I think it's going to kind of look similar to how, 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 um, how it was, I guess in the hippie movement or whatever. 
how like the counterculture movement. I think that that was an experiment, but I think that the shit that they did, we are we're about to do naturally, but times ten. So that means everything's gonna be improved. We're gonna have natural drugs, but the music is about to be fucking crazy, bro. It's about to be crazy, dog. And um, since we're talking about future, I'm gonna speak on future. And I'm what I'm looking at since he dropped the wizard. By the way, which I mean, I think Dirty Sprite 2 is my shit. Like, that's my, like, that was what changed my my viewpoint on Future. But, you know, looking at now, he just dropped this album. And I think I like Too Comfortable. And I like the Uzi song. I like, the I like you know, the project. I only listen to it all the, all the way through one time. I got to keep listening to it, you know, for the next couple weeks to give yeah. a good opinion on it. But right now, if I know if it sounds, if I, if I, I think it sounds pretty good initially. It's probably going to continue to grow on me all the way through, like the wizard did. Because I feel like when I first listened to the wizard, the first time I, the yeah. first time I listened to that shit, I was like, "Bro, this shit is fucking hard." Like, and I didn't listen to it for like a month or two. And when I when I went back and listened to that shit again, I was like, "Bro, why is this shit so fucking hard?" And I feel like this shit is going to be, it's going to have the same effect because I feel like Future is going to rap until he's 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 going to rap longer. Future and Drake, they're gonna kinda change the game on how we view rappers. Like it ain't gonna be, they're gonna, they're gonna be the first ones to show that it really ain't no age to this shit. Um, cause they're gonna continue to read, they're gonna continue to reinvent themselves and continue to go with the sound. Specifically, uh, with future. I think future right now, right. I'm starting, I'm gonna say it right here. Fuck them first eight projects. These next eight projects, oh uh, man. This concludes part one of this episode. I'm Stefan, and stay tuned.